Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. What do I think of Ben Kavir? Well, Itamar Ben Kavir has done a tremendous amount of good in his life and will almost certainly do more good in this upcoming Knesset. The question isn't if he's good. The question is, is he the savior that many right-wing Jews think he is? Will he solve Israel's most grave problems? Unfortunately, I think the answer to that question is no. Today, Monday, in one of his first post-election actions, Ben Gvir wrote an article titled, My Brothers on the Left. In it, Ben Gvir states that he has, quote, grown up, become more moderate, and understood that life is more complicated, end quote. He also wrote about LGBT parades in Yushalayim, quote, I will make sure the lives of the martyrs are protected at all costs, end quote, because people think he's going to become the public security minister, and that would be his job to protect them. So he will protect them at all costs. In Yushalayim, the holiest city in the world, this is what he announces in his first article post-election, I believe his first article post-election. And then there is this gem in the article. He writes, again, addressing his left brothers, If you let us get closer, if you listen to the content of our words, you will find that we are brothers. You will find that we agree on 90% of the issues. Really, 90% of the issues. We're talking about the left here, the left in Israel, the crazy left, the one who wants to establish a Palestinian state. That left. And why did Ben Gvir write this article to begin with? Trying to appeal to the left is never a good sign. And if a right-winger does it, that's a big problem. And one way you know it's a problem, Ben Gavir, the super radical right-winger officially, he was criticized by a Likud member for this article, Tali Gottlieb. She said, my fellow, this is what she wrote or said, my fellow politicians from the right, stop slouching and apologizing to the left, who until yesterday spat on all of us and dismissed us all. You want to govern? Didn't you learn? Only with pride and power, not with letters to the nation, she's referring to Itamar Ben-Gavir's article, nor interviews sucking up to the left. Excuse my language. It's really embarrassing. This is from a member of the Likud party criticizing Itamar Ben-Gavir. Again, not a good sign. He also has written... In our uh, has public sorry, in Ben Gavir has, has also publicly stated, "I am not Rabbi Kahana," and his party Otzmayhudit is not a continuation of the Kach party. So he's on record as saying all this. Ben Gavir also does not call anymore for the expulsion of all Arabs from Israel. Nowadays, he just demands that terrorists and traitors be deported. Well, that's not a terribly high number. How many confirmed terrorists do the Arabs produce a year? Presumably, you aren't a terrorist until you commit a terrorist act. So how many people in a year are we talking about? 20, 50, 100? And how is expulsion supposed to be a deterrent to these people anyways? If you were an Arab terrorist, which would you prefer? To be sent to a jail for life or to be expelled from the country? It's a joke, honestly. Honestly, it's a joke. Israel suffers from many problems, but at the heart of, of, of almost all of them is an embarrassing acquiescence to living a gullus life in the land of Israel. So when the Arabs in Gaza launch a thousand rockets at Israel, what do the Jews in Israel do? They scurry like cockroaches to bomb shelters, even though their enemies are a hundred times weaker than they are. I can't imagine any other country in the world allowing its enemy to just shoot rockets while they sit in a basement and wait for the alarms to go off a day or two later. Yet that's what the Jews in Israel do. How do the Jews in Israel solve roadside bombings? Do they go after the shooters? No, they don't do that. They build bypass roads. Imagine if Mayor Eric Adams in New York announced in response to shootings at cars on the FDR drive that he's going to build another another highway to bypass the FDR drive. He's not going to actually send the police force to go after the shooters. No, he's just going to build another highway, a bypass highway. 
we would think he's insane. We would think he's mad. Well, that's what the Jews of Israel do. The Jews of Israel also build an ugly fortress around Kever Rachel, rather than make the old, beautiful, and humble Kever Rachel safe. There were people shooting at Kever Rachel. Do you go after the shooters? No, we wouldn't want to go after the shooters. Instead, we'll just make Kever Rachel ugly and make it a fortress, which is what they did. They also allowed Kever Yosef to be desecrated twice, once during the, the Intifada 20 years ago, and another time in April of this year, April 9th. Why did they do that? Well, we all know why. Because the alternative would have been to confront and possibly kill violent Arab murderers, and we wouldn't want to do that. And so they let the grave of Yosef, Yosef HaTzadik of the Torah, be desecrated. It's enough to make your blood boil. Would you let your parents' grave be violated as you stood there watching? We let Kiva Yosef be violated, desecrated, burnt? Are we mad? Are we crazy? I've said this many times, and I think it's 100% true. If the Arabs literally dug up Yosef's caver, and they took his bones out, and ripped his bones apart, Israel still will do nothing. Why? Because we don't want to kill Arab Arabs. Why would we want to kill them? They swallow their pride. It's disgusting. That's what Israel does. Or perhaps more accurately, they don't have any Jewish pride. Israel's government simply does not have Jewish pride. I remember during the Second Intifada, when an Israeli soldier bled to death, over the course of a few hours, surrounded by Arabs. Why did he bleed to death? Why didn't Israel save him? Very simple. He was in an Arab area, and saving him would have required killing dozens of Arabs. And Israel didn't want to do that. So instead, they begged Yasser Arafat for permission to evacuate the soldier. Arafat refused, and so he bled to death. An Israeli soldier wearing the uniform of the Israeli government, of the Jewish state. Now, this Israeli soldier happened to have been a Jew's soldier. He wasn't Jewish, but it really doesn't matter. Once he's wearing the uniform of the Jewish state, it is such an embarrassment, such a chutzpah to Hashem, such a chil Hashem to let him bleed to death? Bleed to death? That's what Israel did. They let him bleed to death. If I were prime minister, I would have killed a 1,000 Arabs to evacuate that soldier. And then I would have killed 10,000 Arabs to avenge his death if he happened to have bled to death before I was able to get to him. Most residents of places like Hebron and Bad-Ayan would have done the same thing. But the Israeli government did not do that because it lacks pride and it lacks conviction. The Gemara says that if someone strikes the jaw of a Jew, he is considered to have struck the jaw of Hashem. Does Ben Gvir understand that? I don't think so. And if he does understand that, he's doing a very good job of giving us the opposite impression. Like I said, he's done a tremendous amount of good in his life and likely will continue to do much good. But he is not the answer to our problems. Nothing he has proposed this election season leads me to believe that Israel will emerge from its gulls-like mentality and start striking fear into its enemies. In fact, I challenge you to find a single statement he's made this election season that the American media has been able to use to portray him as crazy. There isn't a single one. And the American media is very good at twisting people's words out of all proportion. But they haven't been able to. You know why? Because he hasn't said anything even close to being radical this election season. All he's done this, this election season is explain away his old positions. And that's a very bad sign. Look, I hope I'm wrong about Ben Kavir. But so far, every signal Ben Kavir is sending is the wrong one.